Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. I'm holding up, it's not a sin These lights are blinding, baby, blame it on the night There's no one else I'd rather let into my mind I've got your hand when you pour, slipped off your feet with no warning My life is electric, baby, with you Looking at you, girl, yeah, there's no thing I'd rather do Hello everyone and welcome back to Straight White Whale. My name is Darren Connell and this is 87, episode 87. We're going to get straight into it with an ad read. I'm going to pass it over to Paul. My favourite bit of the week. <laughs> not not a hint of sarcasm. <laughs> so, um, the returning sponsor uh, has been for the last few weeks is Alan Argue and Argue and Co Legal. Again, a very apt name for a law firm that he argues for a living. But he's based in Glasgow and their office is in George Square. 
they can assist you with most legal issues and if they can't they'll point you in the right direction to someone who can help you out so whatever the issue is please go to Alan Argue and Argue Co-Legal uh, the main areas of expertise are personal injury claim, claims, so if you've been in a car accident, injured at work, fallen down a well, or bitten by somebody's pet, tiger, then they'll be able to maximise compensation you deserve. The main difference between arguing co-legal and all the big law firms that you've seen here advertising in the TV and radio is the level of customer service and their approachability. I can attest to that, Alan. I've actually dealt with arguing co-legal um, and used them and it's been an absolute dream to use uh, they genuinely treat their clients like friends and family and they'll always keep you up to date in your case uh, and they'll speak to you like a normal person they are generally cheaper than any other law firm and in my case it was no one no fee and that's something that they do and then um they have kindly agreed to give any new clients that come through the podcast a discount on their fees depending on the case issue. So if you want to contact Arguing Co Legal, it is arguingco.co.uk. Um, their address is first floor 9 George Square, that's in Glasgow, Golf 2 1QQ, or you can give them a phone on 0141-378-4145. Everything's going to cross the screen. You can also get them on Facebook, Instagram, just search for Argue and Co. Thank you very much, Paul. I'm not allowed to do ad reads anymore because we keep getting into trouble because I start talking about Ekkies and wanting to kill myself and all that. I feel like having a, a lawyer is, it, is your ad. It says a lot about the demographic. <laughs> you know what I mean? There's a, there's a few cuts I know that I've got. <laughs> fucking like, uh, but is it? My mate Evan Riley, he's got like G4 claims and shit. I'm like, in what fucking world do lawyers think that like, they're going to promote on a podcast? That's that's mental. Yeah. But it just says a lot about the demographic. In fact, it says a lot about the demographic of Glasgow. We can't help you with your music career, but if you ever hit somebody with a slab, we can get you. 50% off your... <laughs> Aye. So Using Leif, code. Sorry, carry on. No, no, it's all right. Leif, thank you very, very much for coming back on, mate. He was supposed to be on a couple of weeks ago, but there was a gas leak in the street. I bet you you'd never hear that at the BBC. No, you wouldn't. And I... I <laughs> Some cunt beat me to a fart joke in your Twitter comments. I was kind of enraged by that because I was prepping some kind of like gluten-free <laughs> fucking ammunition and I seen it. I was like, oh, fucking bastard, man. Anyway, we move on to the next. No, here, thank you for coming back on, mate. I know that, so that, was, that was a weird couple of weeks that we had to go and do a podcast in Paul's house and stuff. We played one of your tunes at the start called Feel It and it was very good. Um, what did you say it reminded you of, Paul? Churches. Yes. Yeah. Do you know churches? Yeah, the Scottish, the Scottish band. Yeah. It kind of reminded me of like, do you like movies? <laughs> do you like films? Aye, <laughs> 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 I've been known to watch a few in my time. Aye. <laughs> um, I don't know why that sounded so sinister there for me. <laughs> no, it reminded me of like um, Drive. And I've not seen that yet. Great film, man. Trent Reznor. Yeah. Nine Inch Nails. Some that did the soundtrack. He's a fucking genius, that cunt. Mm-hmm. That, eh... Uh, Hurt. I know, I'm, really, I'm not even the most famous fucking Nine Inch Nails track, but Hurt, absolute belter. That's some review, isn't it? He's a genius, that cunt. Fucking Hurt. Imagine that in the back of an album. <laughs> Just pure. He's a genius, that cunt. Five Star Evening Times. <laughs> He's a genius, that cunt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, mate, I've, I've, I've seen some less genuine reviews of people's French shows this year than, than that. Fringe is a fucking a shite show sometimes, man. Oh. It's so hit and miss. Like, I, I went to, so we were there with TikTok last week. Just got to see fucking a, a bunch of things, but the first one we went to, I was in your fucking locked in, man, for an hour and a half. You're like, oh, I'm f falling asleep and that, just cradling whatever fucking alcohol. If you've I've got hoping that it gets me through. <laughs> Have you been up at the fringe a lot? I, we were there for three three days, just kind of going to see a, a bunch of different things because our mates are doing a, a show. Other TikTokers, more, more famous TikTokers, are doing a, a show up there. And it was class, man. Yeah. Henry uh, Henry Rowley, Coco Sorrell, a girl called Yami, and uh, Stephen McKell. He's a Scottish cunt. Yeah, yeah. Scottish guy. <laughs> 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 that, that's, that's fine. Hey, I, I, like, uh, 
When I was younger, I went up to fucking Inverness. And it was, do you know Belladrome Festival? Yeah, yeah. So we're sitting like, in a tent, just getting fucking mad out, man. And I was like, where is every cunt? <laughs> they were all like, ah, who you talking to? <laughs> well, in the fucking stupid accent, I'm not going to try it, but I, I was like, who are you talking to, you cunt? Yeah. It's like, there's two versions of cunt, and I'm going to use the second one to, the second time. It's like, every cunt just means everyone. Yes. I love I that. I think there's cunt. three versions of cunt. There's what? Every cunt? Where is every cunt? And then, no, he's a good cunt. And then there's an actual. But arguably, the cunt. first two are the, the same kind of cunt. No, I think that the second one's more of an affectionate term, whereas every cunt just means the people that I you're suppose, with. Aye, 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 whereas aye, I think, aye. like Glaswegians, we, we now use the word cunt as a term endearment. Mm. Oh, he's a good cunt, him. He's a, he's a class cunt. Whereas you get, you know, he's a cunt. Do you ever get anybody saying, Leif, can you please not say that word around me? I find it very offensive. <laughs> Thankfully, I've actually... <laughs> no, have I? <laughs> <laughs> I was going to try to play it off there, but no, I, I definitely have. But you just go, like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> shut it, you cunt. <laughs> I've had somebody cover their ears before, and I'm like, you're fucking no right need, you cunt. <laughs> uh, no, but I actually... Um, I discovered like no discovered you because you're massive on TikTok but that's how I I found you like I was just found you on TikTok and I was like this guy's really really funny and then I followed you on Twitter and then I found your music and uh, I gave you a shout out on Twitter like, so you did aye aye it was class I can't even remember when that was but I was like aye good good cunt um, good <laughs> music and um, thank you for like coming on so we'll have a chat we'll we'll promote your show because he's doing uh, King Tuts as well uh, so in two weeks isn't it two weeks a day aye you looking forward to it I'm fucking choking for it man do you know but it's like it's a pain in that I fucking hate selling tickets yeah mm, I'm not in this for, for selling tickets you know what I mean yeah and it's it's stressful man but it's fucking part and parcel, man. Like, I suppose that, I think you do it for your stand-up and that. Yeah. And it's just a nightmare. I played in a band for 10 years, mate. I remember oh, did you? It. I remember it well. It's PTSD for people texting me an hour before you go on stage going, oh, I'm not going to make it, mate. <laughs> What's that about? I've given you a cunts, fucking mate. month. <laughs> cunts, <laughs> Where's the... Uh, where, cunts. Where's that... Where's King Touch again? At <laughs> <laughs> XD Central. How did I get to King Touch? See that? How did I get... What are you talking about? How did you get there? <laughs> Open your fucking phone up. You lazy bastard. Uh, the world famous <laughs> King Touch. I'm also I getting post-traumatic stress. How do you get to King Touch? It's none of my business how you get there. Yeah. Just be there. <laughs> do yeah. you know what I mean? Well, I got to the point in, in one of the bands that I was in where... We had like links, Ticketmaster links. Aye. Um, we were out touring. But see, honestly, mate, hot, you would sell half the amount of tickets in what you do when you actually harass cunts to come to your gig. See, like what you're having today, like Aye. text people, sell tickets, like be proactive. I remember being like, yes, man, we get a fucking Ticketmaster link. We don't need to, they weren't handing you 150 tickets and go and, go and sell yeah. your soul. They were, I was like, this is great, but you di I didn't sell anywhere near the amount. Is what you did if, if you were like emailing people, texting people, Aye. making sure people were coming along, you know what I mean? I mean, the, the first uh, the first ticket count that we got was a fucking wake-up call, man. And I was like, oh, bastard. And I, it, so, music hits me hard sometimes, man. Like, I fucking, I'll be like, sometimes, it, it's so up and down. Right now, I'm like, kind of stable, I think, ish. Had some fucking mad heart palpitations, just thought, thought I was having a heart attack. That was a fucking, that was actually scary, man. I came out of my room, my heart just started like fluttering and doing this fucking thing. I was like, ah, Jesus Christ, is this it? <laughs> <laughs> and then, and then it, it went away and I was like, fucking, what the fuck was that, man? I was like, that's anxiety, son. So, uh, anyway, so, aye, so the whole punt ticket thing, that fucking, that first week, I was like, that fucking... Boom, that smacked me, man. And I, was yeah. like, I was done for about two days, just like, oh, how do I sell tickets, man? And then you need to harass cunts. Sorry. No, you go. I thought, because of the TikTok shit, because like a couple of the videos that I did today with the, the gig, I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm fucking, 
sell these easy days. Yeah. It's not like that at all, man. See, try to convert, try to get cunts to actually do something actionable is fucking solid. Yeah. The game, the game has changed, but it will be an amazing gig, mate, and it will pick up and you'll sell tickets. But if people were watching this... By the way, guest list, I'll air it for you too, if you oh, want to. Yeah. I'm saying. You know yep, if you saw a bit, um, I will be if I don't die going to the fringe every fucking day. If I don't <laughs> die exhaustion, but no, I'll, 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 I think I get back into Glasgow at like nine o'clock. Oh, is that a Tuesday? No, Friday. No, is it, I don't even know what day they <laughs> um, So it's a week a day, Friday. I, I'll be getting two back, weeks a day. I'll be getting day. back into Glasgow at about nine o'clock. Yeah. So first of on, September. If you're if you're on stage after nine. I will, I will be about ten, ten o'clock like into it usually touch. Like then I will I will go. So uh, we do have a supportive community that listen to this podcast and they like checking out new stuff and I'm kinda of comedy podcast. So if if um my punters were watching this and they were like, I wanna go and see him, what would they do? King Touch Spotify. Website? If you want to listen, Spotify, if you want something you're here for the comedy, so <laughs> YouTube, <laughs> type in Leif Caulfield, feel it, and just just watch it. Yeah. I watched it last night. What did you think? Were you aroused? Um, <laughs> I, uh-huh. I, I was like, I mean, no spoiler. Spoiler? We spoiler? Uh, he, he finger blasted a tree. <laughs> I, rubbed it, I rubbed its clit. Yes. Aye, aye. A couple of weeks ago, we we were talking about how people have this fetish of basically a woman shagged a fence, right? I know exactly. It's funny you say that. I was watching that exact video a few days ago. <laughs> and I was like, ah, She's listen, stealing my moves. I'm kind of horny. <laughs> Please stop rubbing that fence. And the woman that married to the <laughs> Eiffel Tower. Yeah. We're on the same side of TikTok, my man. <laughs> the algorithms are the same. Aye. I don't know what that says about you, mate, to be perfectly honest. That you've got the same algorithm I'm an absolute <laughs> fucking frag. <laughs> Aye, that word fried, I don't know why I just said that there. Alassie used to say that fried. Do yeah. you know that's, that's fried. Are you absolutely fried? Um, do you have ADHD? Aye. Yeah. <laughs> why? I mean... Now that I've spoke to you for 10 minutes, I'm like, aye. It's like that Spider-Man meme. Just pointing each other. <laughs> We're the same. Do you? I'm currently going through tests. And it's not been confirmed yet, but like Paul's a therapist. And oh, are you? My actual oh, therapist mate, and all that. I'm no, you're, no, you're, I'm no Darren's therapist. <laughs> He's not my therapist. He's like my unofficial therapist. But aye, people are like... What's a support when they did that kind of thing? I've had like 10 people say, aye, you've got it. It's funny, aye, because I feel like that's often the case. I was the same, I got a late diagnosis. I think I got diagnosed when I was about 21, 22 or something like that. Yeah. Uh, and because I'd been told it for fucking years. Mm-hmm. And it's only when I looked up and I... I always thought that ADHD was a thing that cunts had that were bouncing off the walls. Yeah. And although I am that, I, I associated it more with like, uh, misbehaving and all that kind of shit. The stereotypical ADHD kid that's fucking just jumped about the class and all that. But it was only when I was reading <clears throat> the fucking symptoms and that. I was like, oh, fucking hell. Like, I, I've checked 18 out of 19 fucking things here I was like ah, right. so then I went and get tested and then he was like ah, aye you're riddled son you've got it was he just aye, watching you shag a tree like scrap all your fucking questions just watch this my man sending your psychiatrist a YouTube link he's <laughs> like, just he's, this Indian girl I, I don't understand this he's like I went to nine, nine years of uni for, to watch him shag a tree <laughs> the, but, the plot twist he's like ah, it all makes sense I don't need to <laughs> just See, the the most, it kind of sums me up, by the way, that when I was watching that video, I never found you making love to a tree disturbing. I did think, oh, he's got his tap off, man, I would never do that. <laughs> it was, uh, <laughs> it was, <laughs> when we were coming up, so my mate Alex Cameron, he filmed it, 
he's fucking funny, man. He's like just deadpan, like fucking tall, skinny guy, just class pattern, man. And uh, so we're sitting just kind of storyboarding the, the thing and some of the shit, man. We were just howling, like, just come because, like, comedic zooms and all that. Do you know what I mean? Like, and just turning around and being like that. Like, shh. Yeah. And just that shit. That's just the funniest shit to me, man. Just, like, storyboarding that kind of shit. It's just, like... See, when you laugh fucking hard, man. Because I feel like you do, laugh all the time. You know what I mean? It's certain things, but actually being, like... Fuck it, in stitches. That's the fucking, that's the business, man. That's why I, f I first found you was through comedy and then I discovered you'd done music. But that's why I was like, I, I like this guy because of uh, your sense of humour. Um, would you actually, because I've, I've, looking at all your TikToks and your videos and stuff, I did think that, I was like, I could see you doing like stand-up or sketches or something. Have you ever considered that? Well, first of all, thank you. Uh, I I've got I've got a stand up set written it on oh, my cool. phone. I was supposed well I was going to do it uh, with that TikTok show thing. Just going as like a, a guest, but it would have been too fucking, especially in the run up to the King Touch show. It just yeah. would have been too fucking hectic for my brain, man. So, I I've got I've got it written out. I've got, I've I know what the jokes are and all that shit. I've just I think I'm just waiting for the fucking the right kind of time to do it. Yeah. Because I mean? the TikTok shit's fun. And I love, I love acting and all. Like, I, I love, I don't know, just a fucking creative guy. Yeah. Aye. Maybe that's the ADHD as well, because it makes you dead. Aye. I, I, I think it is. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you were in, was it Scott Squad? Yeah, yeah. What was that like? Good? I was great fun, aye. Was it? Very good fun. Do you uh, know, I, regrettably, I haven't actually watched a full episode. Do you know that's not a that's a common thing I hear right. from people. It's it's so strange because like looking when they look at the ratings, like still still games number one, and for years like Scott Squad was two. Aye. But the amount of people that tell me that they've never seen it is is so many people. But see, what the people that do love it, they're like obsessed. Aye. So I mean, I don't mind. I'm just grateful to work. Oh, hundred percent. I, I enjoy it. Uh, but I, it was great fun, mate. I never went to drama school or anything like that. It was kind of just. But I feel like if you're a if you're a kind of natural comic, you you you, you do stand up, so you you know how to, because that's essentially just acting. Yeah. On stage. Yeah. But in a funny way. Do you know what I mean? So you've got you clearly have like skills before you even go into that fucking thing. Do you know what I mean? Aye, I think years of gigging. Um, helped me, um, but it was it was great fun, mate. It's really popular, like when it's getting shared on TikTok, oh, and Facebook, 100%, and stuff. Can... Uh, that's probably where where you've seen it. Because but... there's a there's a there's definitely a few. Uh, is it that wee guy that's in it? I know Chris Toll. Aye, he does the fucking hang at Asda. Yes. Aye. People think that's real to this day. People so funny, man. What happens there? All right, Shagger. I've not seen it. Aye, uh, and the police says something. Shagger, yes, I am. Aye. Um, Shagger, yes, I am. But uh, aye, uh, that's class part of that. So what, did you just write it as well? Were you writing? It was Joe Hullet came up with it, and it was semi-improvised. I would say it's 90% right. improv. Oft. And... Um, I ca we ca I created my own character. I don't know, right. know about anybody else, but I I came up with that through storyboarding and talking to Joe. But if it wasn't for Joe, I wouldn't. Have so what's Joe's that. Joe Joe Hullet. Hullet. English guy. Is he a comedian? Um, he started off doing stand up, and now he's a big producer. I was saying in the podcast last week, he came up. I don't even know why I'm sharing this way. He came up and stayed in my spare room for a wedding. But he slipped off a bus and fucking caved in his eyeball. So what? there you go. Right, like he's fucking orbital. Mm-hmm. And I went up to see him and stop uh, York Hill. No York Hill. That's a kids' hospital on it. Um, I seven. You regress, <laughs> Benjamin Button. <laughs> <laughs> so as he was fucked in a coma, I was like, "Remember that time you were gain as a spin-off? 
Funny, funny, <laughs> funnier at the time. I think, uh, sorry, what were you just saying there before that? Uh, just uh, fucking... Oh, fuck he I created his own character. Oh, it's, it's not even that important. Improvised? It was, a bit, it was just before York Hill. Oh, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. That's cool. Do you take meds for ADHD? <laughs> <laughs> I knew that was coming there, man. Cause it, do you know what? It, it happens, let's see, especially on podcasts. Yeah. Because I just get fucking excited. I'm just glad to be here, you know what I mean? Yeah. And then I, I just get, I get so wrapped up and then I'm like, hanging the hundred things at the same time. And I'm like, oh, I want to talk about this, I want to talk about this. And I'm like, I fucking you just overloaded your brain. You can't you be silent for a minute? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm like that as well. But I mean, Paul's my, my co-star, but he's the producer and director as well. See the amount of times I forget words and Paul just has to finish my sentence. Like, <laughs> thank you. Thank you very much. And also no being able to pronounce names properly. I got a haircut last week off a lassie called Ailey. Her name's Ailey. Just at a barber's in the West End, but it's spelt like E-I-L-I-D-A-H-A. And I was like, Elidiv? What the fuck's Elidiv? <laughs> so she got in touch and she was like, it's Ailey, you prick. So what, what got you into the music? So I've always kind of got a musical family, so everybody's always had fucking like guitars and all that cutting about. And my uncle, my great uncle, he was in a band called the JSD band. They were kind of big in like the sixties, toured with like Bowie and all that. Um, wow. And she try to try to get fucking shit out of him about Bowie, like stories and that. He just he just pure plays it down. It's like this fucking. He's the juice, man. I've got a, I've got a podcast in my head here waiting to come out with you. <laughs> Can I just sit there in silence? But, uh, but I so it's always kind of been in my family. And I think when I was about eight, just started fucking strumming myself on the guitar. You know what I mean, and uh, and then after that, just picked up various instruments, and that was uh, the fucking business. Now you've got a bigger thing that you're losing. Have I? I mean, I can't see it. It's a wee class in. Mate, you're, you're a fucking legend. <laughs> live, live on you're a podcast. You're a legend, no, thank you very much. Do you know what? Do you know what? That's, like, a, that's I, a good cunt right there. I, that's, that's what I was going to say. Cunt. Do you know what? See people that don't tell you shit like that, man? Psh, they can get to fuck. Yeah. The thing is that I'd be staring at it. Aye, okay. I'd be pure mate eye contact. I want you to know. Almost for my benefit. I'd die for you, mate. Thank you, mate. After that, I would let you. <laughs> so what was the, like, what was your early inspiration? So your musical family, like, I was the same. You know, and like similar sort of thing, and there was always music playing about the house and all that. I think that um, I've got a bad habit of keeping the camera and other people when I'm talking. Um, <laughs> I'm not a big fan of people. You now people be like, "Oh, like you're born with it." No, I, I don't. I don't know. Like I, think I listened to music for when the day I was born. Like my mom and dad constantly had music on. We didn't have a TV on. It was just like. Even just the radio, do you know Aye. what I mean? And but like my mum and dad would play like records, and then as I got older, it would be CDs and stuff like that. But um, I've got like pure vivid memories of like uh, uh, Queen Bicycle. She so just like being like a toddler Aye. and being like it's almost like because it mentions a bike, and I like a bike. You know, you're Sticks like a wee boy, and I don't know Aye. why, but like stuff like that. But if you get any sort of like really early memories of like listening to music and being into tunes, hi man, like so. Uh, so my my dad's iTunes when I was younger. There was a for fuck's sake, man! I'm talking about fucking vinyl. <laughs> and you're like well, my, my dad's iTunes account. <laughs> or my dad's Spotify Premium. <laughs> uh, fucking it went, aye. That was the iTunes was later. The earliest, if you want to talk, the earliest it was fucking like all the old tapes and all that that we used to listen to and shit. But specific memories. It's like listening to. In my kind of formative coming into the age 10, 11, or something like that, sitting in my the bottom of my, my, my staircase and fucking just sitting with, with tunes in, listening to like Bob Dylan or like Billy Joel, Led Zeppelin. I was fucking mad on Led Zeppelin when I was about 10, man, because all my cousins were into Led Zeppelin. And I just wanted I've to fucking Zeppelin be tattoo. them. Oh, do you? Yeah, I mean, there you go. I've been meaning to get a tattoo as well. That's a belter. I've been meaning to get a Zeppelin tattoo. For fucking years, man, I've not even got into it. Um, but I just listening, just fuck it. Smells like Teen Spirit, all the all the pure rock classics. Got a Nirvana tattoo as well, mate. Do you? <laughs> <laughs> so all that shit, man, and just 
picking it apart in my head, picking out all the bass parts or the guitar parts and just fucking... So, it was initially, like, rock and shit like that. Um, and then, when I got to, like, dubstep age... Right, uh-huh. I think it was about 2006, mm-hmm. 2007, dubstep started to fucking f- fire off. First one I heard was Rusko, Wooboost. Fucking unreal, man, because it's like, I've never heard these sounds before. And I have a thing called synesthesia. It's like you see sounds, it's like colours, mm-hmm. oh, yeah. like kind of textures in your, in your head. So like, I'm like fucking, this is like a fucking orgasm for my brain, man. Like, mm-hmm. all, all these fucking and shit, I'm just like, I'm tripping out. <clears throat> but uh, so I was I was daft on dubstep for so all I wanted to do was just be a DJ <clears throat> I started making music about uh, actually producing it when I was 18 uh, and it was all that fucking progressive house hands up in the air fucking everybody fucking jump yeah and then, I, and then they drop <clears throat> and then it just kind of progressed because progressive house was kind of dying out and now here we are doing kind of a blend of Pop and synth, synth, synth definitely synth, mm-hmm. definitely synth pop. Uh, I'm gonna try to integrate because uh, I lo- I fucking love hip hop. I love just fucking Kanye. Uh, I know that's controversial to say. I like that lassie's Susie Mac. Yeah, I, I liked her podcast. And yeah, she gave that story about. Uh, no fucking budget in here. Aye. For the people watching, Aye, they won't hear that. Oh, yeah. you know? <laughs> no, no. All oh, right, the, that's all the, right. Then. The doors open because we're getting some air in, but there's uh, the street is fucking wild out there. <laughs> so, it's a wild west out there. But I, uh, so I, I like to talking about Kanye. Okay, controversial, but I'll fucking his production's different class. Yeah. The weekend, his production. Well, uh, a lot of the stuff's done by Max Martin or El Angelo. Just fucking amazing. So I'm trying to integrate a bit more. Like hip hop into my shit, which will kind of come out in over the next kind of year ish. Brilliant, man. Love it. So that's the backstory. That's the backstory. And you're a one man band, date all yourself? Or? Aye, currently one man band. I don't play uh, live myself. Uh-huh. I have a, like, a session band. Uh, my dad's on guitar. Oh, really, man? That's so amazing. That's uh, class. Because so, like, he'd always been kind of dropping wee things like. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Eh, uh, oh, but you ever need a guitarist now that? I'm not pure. I just thought it was a joke. <laughs> And then, uh, so one time I was like, so if you want to play guitar, like, and he was sitting at the dinner table, he was like, pure busting. So now he's playing guitar. Uh, got a bassist, Ian, he actually just stays down the road. Drummer for a band called Union of Knives, I don't know if you heard uh-huh. of Union of Knives. So drummer for them. So I, it's going to be fucking pieced out. What's your dad's name? Tony. I love that. I love that your dad's called Tony. 
What would Why? you not have loved? I just, you know, can I'm just going to hold my hands up. I thought you were like sixty percent Scandinavian because of your name. Well, the f- so the funny thing is, is my mom's actually fifty percent Scandinavian. She did a DNA test, turns out she's hundred percent that bitch. <laughs> she, uh, she was fifty percent Scandinavian. Yeah, and so we're like, oh, that's fucking. She's pure tough witch, like you do understand. All your ancestors were raped and pillaged. She's like that. <laughs> that goes for us all. <laughs> I, I know. <laughs> like, oh, I'm proud of my Scandinavian ancestry. I, I don't think your great 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 grandmas. Aye. So in my head, I'm like, you've got like a king's name and your dad's name's Tony. Like, uh, it just tickles me. I should be something like <clears throat> Elfendor or something like. <laughs> son of <laughs> life, son of Elfendor. Do you know, before the podcast started, um, when the mics were off, you said to my producer, Paul, who's also a therapist, I quote, and I feel bad as well because you're a good guy, but you said, I like to follow people home from the town because it makes me feel like a god in a swamp full of pigs. Try and figure that out, you cunt. Why? Why did you say that? <laughs> that was <laughs> Wait, what? That was a that was a candid moment. No, I know I can't be open with you. It's not to be trusted, mate. Do not trust Cornell. Just to clear that up, that was a joke because I do that every week to a guest. I, it actually yeah. makes me feel shite when I do it. Doesn't it make me feel like a god? It feels make, makes you feel dirty. It makes me feel a bit worthless because I'm like, ah, you've got nothing else to do with your time, that poor. I was going to say Lassie, but it's a bit seedy. That poor guy. <laughs> Aye. <laughs> that poor guy knows that you're about to finger his ass. How it's does it make you feel when you did it, Dom? Well, that's exactly what I've done there. That was called psychological projection. I say something as a joke when really it's me that does it. I'm the Glasgow Night Stalker. He's a fucking Glasgow Night Stalker. <laughs> <laughs> I, I fucking knew it was you. I seen a silhouette and I was like, that's that fucking Dardo Connell. Um, when I date, I get <laughs> when I date, I get out of breath. So <laughs> can't really walk that fast. Guys, hold on. Wait, wait a minute. Wait a fucking minute. Any electrolytes, not? I'm trying to stalk you. Aye. Girls tell the Glasgow night stalker by the the panting in the distance. I they end up feeling so. You want a biscuit? Ah, <laughs> yeah. I was actually planning. And... Do you know who I'm walked no past us the other night? And I felt quite. I mean, I don't want to slag the guy, right? But I felt like quite sad that I knew who it was. And he was like walking with a swagger. It oh. was that guy for TikTok, uh, Lee Sutherland. Oh. He walked past us down, down the kind of four corners. And I was like, I can't believe I know who that is. I don't know who that is. And he kind of <clears> looked <throat> at me. Do you know that way when somebody notices you? Mm-hmm. And he was like, oh, I'm famous. Oh. It's me. The cunt is just... Utterly intolerable. <laughs> like, I, and the cunts, like, I mean, my mate gave him a platform. What was that? My mate gave him a platform. Like, had him on his podcast and all that. Like, Did they? Aye. Was it Riley? Aye. Ah. Uh, I was like, I, I, and I, he's had a few other guests and I'm like, I can't even. I can't even. I'm not going to spend any time thinking about it. <laughs> Because <laughs> I'm, I'm just going to get disappointed. Lee Sutherland <gasps> Fiscal, is he like a fucking legal He's a fucking guy? nonce. Oh, okay. The Scottish legal agents. I shouldn't say that because he's not actually... A, well, I don't know if he's... That was a joke. And the cunt's a fiscal man who get me get, get done for a... Uh... I don't think he is. No, he's absolutely not. Is he faking that? Yeah. Aye. Okay. Fake it till you make it. I don't know who he is. I don't even recognise him. Sorry, Lee. He's... He's just some TikTok guy that fucking, oh, he just, he spouts all the shit about the police and all that, and he's just, he's, he's just a difficult guy to listen to. I, Quite disrespectful towards females as well, I've seen a oh, clip and he's like, be quiet, I, lady, I am talking, you woman. He was on live, wasn't it? Yeah. It was, I, I, I heard, I think I heard it, but I didn't actually see the, yeah. the video. Aye, because he was on the phone. Mm. Aye, because they prank called him. That was yeah. it. I've seen um, CMB, Christopher McArthur Boyd, he's a comedian, he's been on the podcast um, in Edinburgh, and he was looking a wee bit 
he was looking a wee bit fringed out. And <laughs> I was like, all right, mate. And honestly, see, for like the first five minutes I was talking to him, I don't think he knew who I was. Because he all of a sudden went, oh, Paul, how's it going? And I was like, you didn't... But I was just pure... <laughs> I'm just about to go, mate. No, I was pure... I was like, you didn't even know who I was there, did you? And he was pure, no, no, I did. So I'm calling him out. Is that the cunt that was on Ned's? He looks like him, but I know who you're talking about. I used to get that Which all the time. Did you? With the, the boy with the glasses. The wee guy with the glasses and Ned's. I get that. I used to get I that all the time. What's the guy's name that you just said uh, Christopher MacArthur Boyd. Christopher. It's, it's no him, but I understand. You get it? I get it. But I, I, he was like, double. totally like, he pure didn't know who I was. I, and no, I've actually he's seen He's a great guy, by the way. I'm I, not slagging him, but I think he was just like, he was in the middle of the street. It was like seven o'clock at night. I think he had just done like two back to back. He was just looking wow. a bit like, all right. And they must have all sorts of cunts coming up to him and talking to him. And I've just been Aye. like, all right, mate. That wee, wee guy. Ah, I, I seen him at the fringe four years ago, actually. Uh, funny, man. Oh, I seen a oh, picture. See when you're seeing pictures of comedians during their fringe run, their skin their has aging. changed color. Aye. Like white, to go yellow, grey. Like, start to turn into a clay fucking waxwork. <laughs> I know it's I, I, every day Aye, for a man. month. It's mental. I mean that's fucking. Well, mate, you you you're what to be a musician. It's every day for fucking five years. Do you know? But I I could do that. I could, I would be able to do that. There's something about. I, I reckon doing stand up every day for a for a, a month would fucking floor me. I reckon. I don't know. Maybe it's, it, it's horrific. The fringes. Have horrific. you done it? Yeah. Have I, you? I done it. Uh, I've done a full fringe run, run seven years ago, and uh, after it, I was talking to myself, and I ended up on forty fags a day. I don't smoke. I, I got sober, right? My first friend run, that's the year that I got sober. And I was like, do you know what? I'll smoke one fag and that'll get me through the day. See, by the end of the run, 40 fags a day, mate. See, by the end show, I done. I smoked four fags in a row. Aye. And after the friend run, I was like, I oh, fuck that. Like, Matt, so a Scottish comedian called Craig Hill. Yes. So, family friend. <clears throat> and uh, he does it every year. And that's like fucking... I, I, I don't know how much money you make for that, but it's fuck all, mate. That's how much money they make. Absolutely nothing. Nothing. Well, apart, well, I don't want to discuss Craig's finances, but uh, apparently that sets him up for the year. Really? Well, well, Craig's Aye. a bit different because he's a he's been going for years and Aye. he's very funny and he's worked through the shit to get where he is. So I would imagine that he's probably doing all right. But fellow, a, fellow East Coast as well. It's the same as the music. It's a cliff edge. Like Aye. you've got people like I, d I don't know Craig, but there'll be people like Craig that make their year and it's like fucking mm. great. And then there's just this pure barrier where everybody underneath it makes absolutely nothing. Aye. You're lucky if it doesn't cost you money. Marang mm -hmm. and saying that hundred percent. Oh I, I was having comedians say to me, oh, uh, how much debt are you in? I was like five grand. That's all right. <laughs> no bad, by the way. But for the French? Aye. <laughs> How much are you? Tw I was 20. Like, all right. 20 grand? Oh. Costing them 20 grand to do the French? I did a show every single day for a month. Some sold out. And by the end of the run, I get hit with a five grand bill. What for? Like, so where do the costs go? The venue cut, agent fees, poster design, flyers, everything, man. It's, it's a cowboy. It's cowboy land, mate. Is it good though? Apart from that, it's a good laugh. Suicidal, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm five grand a debt, but it was all right. It was no, you, you get good venues now, like Monkey Barrel. They're supportive. Aye. You'll get paid for Monkey Barrel. Um, but it's a right a passage as well, isn't it? Like if you're a, if you're a, suppose so. You need to do it. You know, you need to do it. Yeah. You know, it's like aye, but some aye, they they'll, they'll be people. That, at the fringe, it take the utter piss out of the, mm -hmm. co the comedians. The, they'll charge you for like the oh, mic. like mayor kind of like showrunners and all that kind of shit. No, like the venues, like I'm right. saying, they'll just rip the cunt right out of it. They don't give a fuck. Yeah. They don't care. Do you not know, like they've had a sold out show? Like there's uh, people getting sold out shows. Their bars getting fucking tanked by cunts, and then they're like hitting you with a five grand bill at the end, of it and they've yeah. been like. 
so much money did we make or do you know what I mean? Yeah, you'll get a venue that will be like 70-30 split. They take 70. What? I get 30. So with the 30 that's left, an agent's taking 12.5%. And then I need to pay for the sound technician. I need to hire the microphone. Flyers, like people you know, mm-hmm. that you're flying for. Poster. So there we go. It's a bit of a con, isn't it? It's a total con, mate. We're talking about circuit comedy and stuff. Do you work in the circuit with music? I know you've got the big gig coming up at Do, define Cuts. circuit. So, mm. like, I know your 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 WrestleMania right now is King Tut's, but are you gigging yes. elsewhere? No, really, because it's like I think I don't know. It's no like the UK's fucking saturated with indie bands and they pop bands and they fucking rock bands rock bands and it's ju- they they turn up and play they like it's easier for them to turn up and play I've got a fucking full backline of kit like fucking my Ableton shit so I need to like I kind of need that like an engineer there it's no as fucking simple and it, it kind of it's kind of frustrating but no I'm no I'm not really in like the gig circuit mm-hmm. I try and like get a show put all my fucking energy into just one kind of banging show for a bit and then that'll do it for the because I, I, I don't know there's a bunch of different ways to do it you can do the whole kind of gigging thing where you're gigging every weekend and shit like that which I suppose if you're a band but you would you would do that but I'm no and I yeah. don't want to really stand on stage I don't want to play a session band every fucking time I play and I also I don't feel that it translates across properly if I'm just fucking singing over a backing track all the time. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So it's no as fucking clear cut. Because yours is that yours is a show as well, isn't it? An actual, like a performance show? Aye. Well, I, I, I would hope so. Like, that's what I want it to be. I want it to be like a fucking... Like, hang you're like, oh, this is, this is fucking banging. Like, there's a lot of shit going on. Yeah. Aye. I mean, I, I, I did the... When I started it, I did the, I did the play as much, you know, five nights a week and all that. You know, oh, like, you did that? Aye. And then uh, we got a manager and he was like, stop doing that immediately. Aye? Aye, he was like, you're... I think I remember him saying, like, your, like, your gigs in Glasgow need to be an event. He's like... That's kind of good to hear stop, that, though. Stop, that he's like, your band are tight. He's like, it's different if you're wee guys and you need experience on stage. And it's kind of like the same with comedy. Take any gig at the start. Go out there four or five nights a week if you can, five year, five year. But see, once you're able to do 20 minutes and you're accomplished, slow it right down. Make it so that people want to come and see you rather than, you know, you're like, want to come and see you again? Oh, I'm back Aye. out next Friday and they're like, I'm fucking sick of looking at you. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, 100%. I think, uh, aye, that, it's good to hear that because I'm like, I, it's the same with the fucking whole kind of music shit. You never actually know if you're doing the right thing. Like, mm-hmm. all right, I speak to fucking consultants and all that kind of. Pish, but you never actually know if you're doing the right thing. So I'm taking that as fucking gospel. I'm doing the right thing here. I'm not no playing a fucking R gig. <laughs> <laughs> well, mate, do you remember? Do you ever hear of a band called the Daikinis? They so. were like, they were, they were going to be massive. It's the same old story, you know. It ends up coming to pretty much nothing, you know. I think they did one album, did a tour and stuff like that. But they were fucking class, and mate, you know, I think before they were signed, I think they did like two gigs. Aye. One in Tuts, one in ABC. That was it. And it was, they would rehearse all the time. Do you know what I mean? And writing all the time, making demos all the time. But nobody knew who they were and they came out of nowhere and they were fucking amazing. So what happened to it? How did it know? uh, You know, imploded, you know. You get to, this is what happened with my band. You get to approaching 30, somebody gets married, they buy a house. Oh, now I've got a career. Okay, that's it, it's done. You know what I mean? And you've got like that finite amount of time yep. to make something happen. I think it's kind of different when you're by yourself. Say like for you, I think it's, I would Aye. say that that's really good that it's just you because you only really, in session musicians, because you only really need to worry about yourself. But totally. I, was in a, I was in a band which is pretty much a marriage with four other Aye. adult human arseholes. You know, I was an arsehole, they were arseholes and you're in the back of a van Aye. being an arsehole to each other. So <laughs> it, 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 relationships... Um, you know, being a human being, that all comes into it and muddies it. But I just the Daikinis, like me, I could tell you so many. You know, I had a mate, um, his band were in Sound City in LA, and Warner were just like, he's a drat. And by the way, see everything that you've got here, we own it, and you you can't play it ever again. 
So like it's that happens, you know. Like you don't um you hear about talk about like people at churches and their like success stories and you blah blah blah. See for every churches there's oh fifty people who were as good probably could have done, had the same career if the the things had went in the right way and it just doesn't work out for them and like I said then life comes in and people uh, they, they can't do it anymore you know that's something you realise as well is that it's not even about the talent necessarily which is fucking frustrating because it's like you could be fucking heavy talented or you could be making these fucking banging tunes but at the end of the day if somebody doesn't pick you up like there's fucking fat chance of it happening do you know what I mean and you need Okay, you can you can build yourself for the ground up and do a lot of groundwork, but it's like a fucking fast track if you get like a fucking big label behind you and they're like pumping fucking cash into you, which happens fucking all the time. Yeah, that's why I think you're at an advantage nowadays. You need the you need to be good online. You need 100%. a personality. You need to be funny. That like I've got a mate that's get a deal and. You know, he's been doing really, really well and, and blah, blah, blah. And I'll no mention his name because I don't know if he wants people knowing he's got a deal. But um, has he and our guys, like, get on TikTok? Aye. Like, we don't... No, yeah. no, in the studio time, go on TikTok. Aye. Uh-huh, because they know that if he uh, bangs on TikTok, that's yeah. it. it. The the For TikTok to Spotify, for artists knows the sort of... The supply chain, of, like, finding the finding the people as if there's no fucking enough shit to be that doing as be an doing, artist do you know what I mean especially like I'm producing uh, writing and singing all my own fucking shit and then I'm fucking mixing it and then I'm fucking having to record uh, videos and all that kind of push and do all that shit and it's like fucking no one I can't get fucking burnt out mm-hmm. do you know what I mean like it's, it's it is solid man so like fair play to the cunts that can can rattle at the TikToks all the time, and they found their their fucking a kind of formula that works for them because it's it's fucking it's a doggy dog world out there. Did you ever do Vine? Uh, I actually I posted a couple of times, but pff, fuck yeah. all ever happened, man. It was like I think cunts kind of romanticise vine has been like this fucking thing because like you you get all the vine compilations and all that but it wasn't like that at the time it wasn't actually that fucking great yeah tiktok's far better than vine's ever been yeah and uh but still cunts like popped off and all that but i i, I never really got into it at the time it was only after mm. when you see all the vine compilations they're funny as fuck yeah it was like Vine's like the uh, TikTok's like Vine's grandson or something. Hi, it's like it all started with Vine, like the pure short form content. Because yep. I remember it took like Darren did really well on Vine, didn't you? Oh, did you? Yeah, uh, he was you and Lemmy. Yeah, like Scottish Vine. Um, but I remember at the time people being like, "What the fuck?" Even at Lemmy's content, like, "What the fuck is this?" But then there was people that were like, "I love this." Yeah. And what like I said, I think it it was niche, wasn't it? And now it's like TikToks basically Vine. I mean, Twitter bought Vine, tried to integrate it into Twitter and it, it didn't work. TikTok's quite... I don't know if you've ever had this, like... I put a video up and it got, like, 400,000 likes, a million... Like, it was just non-stop. And I actually felt quite fucking overwhelmed by it. I was like, this is mental. Like, the, the amount of comments and... Like some positive, negative, but I was like, oh, get that to fuck What video was it? It was me, I think it was a Rod Stewart one. I was slagging. We, I said to Paul, I'm deliberately going to talk shit about Rod Stewart. Oh, so was it a podcast clip? Aye. All right, class. I'm going to troll him. I'm going to troll him <laughs> and we're going to clip it. And it just went like fucking... Mean Dumber Celtic fans. Wait, so is that the one where you were talking about uh, him getting a tattoo or something like that? Aye, you got a Celtic aye, 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 aye. <laughs> Wait... I might have watched that this morning and I didn't even know it was you. <laughs> that's so, fucking, what the fuck, man? That's weird, that's weird as fuck. But I, it was like a wee bit like, fucking hell, man. Even sometimes I was doing gigs and people are like, you still hate Rod Stewart? <laughs> <laughs> Made that about six months ago. I it, Well, so I think the my most popular video had like 2.1 million viewers or something like that and I was like, ah, pure, what the fuck, man? I didn't actually feel overwhelmed. I was kind of like, oofed, this is class. Like, this is kind of fucking... I've been waiting for my first million because I'd gotten like 
because my girlfriend, she's like, she, I mean, she's got like a million and a half followers. She's like fucking massive on TikTok and YouTube and that. So she, I, I saw her numbers and sometimes our numbers would be like similar. I, I was getting like 600,000. I know I'm talking like statistics here, let's fucking let, let it matter. I was like, I actually give a fuck about it. But at the time it was kind of like, because TikTok was pure new and I was like, oh, this is this could potentially lead to something for music. That's all I was kind of thinking. But then in my head, I had this like million kind of like milestone almost to hit. And then I, hit it, I was like, oh, that's fucking class. But I, I, no, I don't think I did feel overwhelmed as such. I was kind of like, welcome. Yeah. But I was like, ah, oh, fucking yes, man. I'm famous. Know <laughs> <laughs> what I mean? <laughs> you're at least you're honest. Um, I mean, I enjoyed it as well. It was good. But I, I was just, after a wee while, I'm like, fuck it out. So what did you post on Vine? It was, I think it was seven second videos. So it was just kind of quick one line like, jokes. Because I, I, I fucking couldn't dare. Mm. I mean, I, I suppose I was probably about 16, 17 at the time, but I couldn't, couldn't do it. Couldn't hang up waiting. I pulled a lot of stupid faces and it was like, you know, cheap and cheerful jokes. It definitely helped us though. I noticed a lot of people would come to my live gigs and, and all that stuff. It was beneficial. So what was, what's big on Vine? Like, did, was it followers that you had? Um subscribers or like it was a lot of followers and then that was many people, followers i can't even remember because it was god you fucking you remember i know i'm like i can't <laughs> I, I can't remember you walk into my flat and you see it fucking <laughs> laminated um honestly i can't remember but i, I do remember feeling fuck Aye. that's a lot so did, did you, you kind of blew up on vine was that like, uh, so what would be big then? Would like 100,000 followers be big then? It wasn't that big, but I do remember I'd done my Glasgow Comedy Festival um, debut and I had one night at Blackfriars and then I posted about it on Vine and I ended up getting four nights. I sold out four Aye. nights at Blackfriars. So that's when I started to notice. What was the demographic? It was like mostly for me, Glasgow, Scotland, mostly Glasgow. What age? What? Oh, over 18? Over 18. I mean, when was Vine? 10 years ago? About I was that, about I 24, so. 25. It was people that loved Ekkies. <laughs> so have you got a, a rich cultural history with Ekkies? Aye, aye, aye. I think that's probably why I'm nearly eight years sober, mate. <laughs> <laughs> I think... Uh, I feel, I feel like the west of Scotland, the relationship with Ekkies is, it's actually kind of died out. Yeah. Like, because when I was younger, no, try to say, when I was younger, when, when I was, I was a boy, boy. Aye. About 10 years ago, we were just gubbing them all the time. Yeah. Like, fucking sweeties. And, but you have some of the best nights. Aye. Just aye. rolling about, like, fucking, <laughs> shooting each other's fucking ears off and that. <laughs> Uh, but I so I tell you, you were obviously in the in the ecstasy scene. Oh, I mad for the Ekkies and what was it Octo on a Wednesday at the Archies? Optimal. Oct. Oh, were you like ah? <laughs> I mean, I and uh, I, but legs are still sore. <laughs> <laughs> I'm paying for it now though with mental health problems. So, but I, I think cunts don't talk about that enough. It's yeah. like the the shite you fucking put on your body at that age it fucking it does hit you yeah it, it, and because cunts always used to say like I ah, MDMA it's, it's no it's no bad if you think that's just MDMA in there you're fucking barking up a fucking tree man yeah because that's that's full of all sorts cement <laughs> <laughs> they just pack it out with it man creatine it's a fucking gym supplement man because <laughs> of putting creatine in gear yeah the, the game has changed though because like back in the day for me it was just like love hearts and cheap Kunso Ekkies green but squares now people are like you can get an Uber driver to come and give you a menu and it's acid mixed with ecstasy that's, like, probably, that's probably one of the fucking tablets Uber drivers get the new Uber drivers in <laughs> <laughs> you take it and you just think, think you're an Uber driver <laughs> for four hours man if you get them you get them for four quid <laughs> 
So I've, I've, I was going to ask you, do you remember your first ever gig that you went to as a punter? I thought you were going to say, do you remember your first ever recce? I'll ask you that as well. If you, if you want to answer it, feel free. I will actually, because I think it's, I think just on the on the subject, like green squares in my mate's gas. <laughs> and I fucking, I'm not trying to glorify Eckies here because it was, it was of its time, but I will just fucking, do you know the fun things, shaving foam in your hands and all that, just fucking staring into a camera, just like that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> He's coming up with fucking. I'm gonna. I'll tell you a story about it. Aye. Because it's it's. I, I could. I, I mean, it's funny to look back on. We were sitting on the couch and everyone else was going. I was obviously shite myself. Horror stories. People taking their first egg and they die. They're allergic, whatever. But gobbed the fucking. I think it was a wee half that I took. And I was like, it hadn't hit me. I took and a half. And I was sitting on the on the couch, man. Every kind of was just fleeing. Every kind of was like, just jumping about. And I just sat with headphones on. And then I just fucking... <laughs> so I'm sitting there. I thought I stood up, look in the mirror, see if my eyes are dilated or anything like that. And then after a while, I just sat down and I, I noticed I was sitting for pure ages. And I was just pure zoning out. I was like, ah, this is class. <laughs> and then Cunt's like, ah, life, you're right. And I opened my eyes, I was like, ah, pure, <laughs> pure flea man. I stood up and I was like, ah, pure... Aye, mate. <laughs> if you're clan like that, if you're that deep breath where you get the pure cold shivers in you and you're like that fucking aye. <sighs> your chin's away down there. <laughs> so aye, that, that I just thought it was funny, man. Like uh that t that time of just being sixteen, which is crazy when you think about it, sixteen year old and you're gubbing classes like that. Aye. I know a lot of cunts are younger, but they're fucking scumbags. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But I sorry. So you said the first. Did I remember my first gig? Uh, as a punter. As a punter. Children of Bodom. Children of Bodom were a death metal band. Uh, when I was about massive. When I was about twelve, I think. I went to see them when I was twelve. Where was that? The O2. But it was. The Colin, Academy. The, the old academy. You've seen them? I've seen Children of Bodom a couple of times. Have you? Uh -huh. I've seen them at the Barrowlands. Fuck, man. We're going back years now. But I have seen them a couple of times. It was Cannibal Corpse that were supporting them. Cannibal Corpse, fucking hell, man. And uh, Cannibal Corpse were fucking dynamite, man. I got a picture. I, it's probably fucking long gone now, man, but... With Corpse Grinder. Is the, the guy's Amazing. The, the guy's name. I, I know, man, like... With death metal man, it's like the, these names and shit, you're like, that's fucking amazing, man. Of course it's going to be Corpse Grinder. Yeah. Like, and the guy's a fucking tank, man. He's like fucking six foot something. Just a pure big fucking aye, Corpse Grinder, man. So that, that was my first gig. I just mind being 12 years old, cutting about fucking, had long hair at the point, man. Just fucking. <laughs> in the mosh pit. Aye, in the mosh That's wee fucking tiny guy, man. But lapping it up, just getting fucking battered about, wake up in the morning, your head's fucked, your neck's just like, you can't even move because you've been head banging. <clears throat> Mate, it's fucking, we'll need to wrap, by the way. That's yes. That's the hour. That, my schedule's fucking crazy. That's before you found Ecstasy, by the way. That was before um, I found Ecstasy. You know that fucking Corey Taylor for Slipknot's got fusions and all that in his spine because of head Aye. banging? Crazy. That's mad. That cunt's neck's built like a fucking brick shit house. Just his neck alone. His back is fucked, apparently. In constant chronic pain because of headbanging, which is mental. Are we all right to finish at that? Are you cool? Absolutely. Look, Thanks every for coming in, mate. Yes, I Thank appreciate you, you coming back after the gas leak in the street. Uh, look, guys. Jobby leak. He's a good guy. Apart from the jobby leak comment, I won't. I can't. <laughs> I, I won't sleep to Tuesday now. Um, <laughs> go and support him at King Tuts. It's in two weeks' time. If you don't know how to get a ticket, don't fucking go. No, they go. Aye. <laughs> um, get on the King Tut's website, Twitter, TikTok, Instagram, follow them. That is what life is all about. Um, if there's anything I can ever do to help you, mate, by sharing things, retweeting things, just ask and then see after when you get the the King Tut's gig out the way. If you're looking today, stand up. I'll sort you out with a gig, mate. Christy, that I sounds good. I can give you five, ten minutes if you want. No bother. That's all I need ever. It's just in my living room though and it's just me in the couch like that. Five <laughs> minutes. Trust me, five minutes is plenty for like me. Like that with a mic. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> no, I will give you a gig at the funny bunch. Don't phone the jail. Phone the jail. What, what's happening? Am I having a stroke? Um, have you got anything to say, Paul, before we go? Nope, absolutely not. Thanks very much for coming on, mate. Cheers for having us. It's been class. Cheers, mate. See you next week. <laughs> Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.